I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey there, welcome to the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's hour, half hour on the network. I'm Chris Pugh, Ohio guy, with Paul Yanchek and Joe Frost. How you guys doing? Feeling creamy. Yeah. Cream? <laughs> I don't know what I just agreed to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, it's, every, it's on record. Rewind yeah, the tape. It is on record. <laughs> It's going out. It's on the internet. It'll be there forever. Uh, yeah. I feel like I have a nougat center. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, I'm giving myself up in here. I'm giving that question again. We're learning that as we go on, and I, I may never be able to again. So, oh, we're just coming up with better and better answers each time. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, welcome to June when you're talking Steelers on a podcast. You know, sometimes you have to stretch that stuff out just a little bit. Well, hey, let's look at some uh, things going on. Um, you know, in some of the practices lately, um, Brooke, the ESPN uh, writer for, uh, for the Steelers, and uh, they were talking about who is the person or who during the mandatory minicamp so all the guys have who really stuck out now some people sometimes question Brooke Pryor so I like this this is Brooke Pryor's opinion but let me know what you think about this pick DJ she didn't pick Claypool she didn't pick you know Kenny she picked Connor Hayward 
Cam Haywood's brother. Uh, um, what do you call it? You know, just a nice get Made some nice catches. Kind of interesting. Hayward. But apparently common press Brooke Pryor. What do you... I, I think sometimes this is all camp hype. You know, we're going to say everybody looks good, you know. When was the last time you heard that somebody looked awful in training? <laughs> yeah. That's not something anybody says. But it is something to actually call him out as somebody who standed out as a standard out, stood out as a surprise. Well, uh, I or, think that, that needs clarification because that, that could be because he was expected to be horrific and he looked decent. So I, I think there's some context that should be clarified. And probably some context applied to is he standing out amongst the receivers? Uh, one of the things she said in the report is that he's been doing a lot of work with tight ends and receivers instead of like he's listed as slash hat, uh, fullback, which they, you know, her indications are that, that he's mostly been working with the receivers at this point. So I don't know if he's standing out from. Really good. I mean, he's standing out from other receivers or standing out from Derek Watt. That's <laughs> he's standing out from Derek Watt. He's outstanding in the field. They're all outstanding <laughs> in the field. It's a football field and they're outstanding in it. I I really think and it's strange because Connor's a small guy. I mean I think he's under six feet. So don't see tight ends at I, that spot. Again, this is um, a relative thing. He's a small guy. Right. <laughs> well, if he's standing next to you, I don't think you're gonna say he's a small guy. Thing is, when you look at the prototypical size for sure. tight ends and everything, I mean, sure. So, I may have the weight of a defensive lineman, but that doesn't make me a defense. I may mean, have the uh, skill set or the ability. And I, I'm kind of wondering with if you look at the Steelers, I don't think they're going to use a fullback that much. They usually well, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even think it's a question of all fullback. I don't think in today's NFL they're using fullbacks as much anymore. I think they should. Yes, agreed. I don't. I don't think that. Right. I don't think we need to abandon the the use of the fullback. I, I think the, the the question is using it more. Someone who's actually I, going to create some of the holes that then, uh, you know, Harris can run through. Here, here. No, no. I mean, I think in today's NFL, the only place where you might see a fullback is like on a third one. I, yeah, I mean, I miss the old days. I, I miss when a fullback, you know, played most of the time. See, not as much anymore. And I think Connor Haywood, you know, the article here, Tom, uh, kind of complimented him on his versatility. And he said, that Matt Cannon offense. I'm not sure if Connor Hayward's the best fit for a Todd Haley off the past coordinators, but the way Canada wants to play, Hayward could fit well. And I think, you know, he's going to be like the H-back or the tight end, the prototypical fullback. Not that he can't play fullback. I just don't know if they use a fullback. To your guys' point, yeah, it would be great to see them use uh, fullbacks just a little bit more, but happening as much. Um, it's interesting. You know, obviously, Pat Firemove tied in. Um, 
Zach Gentry, who looked like a flex years ago, is now kind of really getting firmly entrenched as your number two tight end. But if he makes it as a tight end, I mean, it's got to be number three. But, you know, I might, you know, who's your other options? Kevin Radar or, you know, there's really not. I think Connor Hayward can make it. And look, I'm impressed that Connor Hayward's. I'm impressed that Derek White has done some things in special teams. The only thing that. And again, I'm probably, you know, a popular opinion. But I think when you get a guy like Connor Hayward, like Cam's brother, Andrew's brother, they're all pros. But if you ever had to let those guys go, you were one of your best players. Yeah, you kind of back yourself into a corner there. Uh, I do think that, um, you know, especially as a rookie, Connor Hayward's likely to make most of his impact early in this season as a special teams player. So it's right. good to see that he's a guy with good hands. He seems to be flexible and, and be able to take in a lot of information and, and process things pretty well rather than being a one-trick pony. That'll work well for him, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how he develops and what he really gravitates towards more, whether he's going to be more of that fullback character if he's going to be more of a, a tight end receiver a receiving tight end kind of guy or if he's going to specialize as a blocker um, all of those things are very valuable in different situations and so it's always good to have a flexible guy around but as he continues yeah, he to grow and develop he's going to have to specialize at some point to be to say i'm taking this spot yeah and i think that's good a- to have insurance in case somebody gets hurt yeah, and that's how he's going to make it. He's got to be versatile. I mean, he's not going to be your prototypical third-type fullback. I I can see, though, it was interesting. We talked about this a few weeks back. It's going to be hard to be able to keep both Connor Haywood and Derek Watt. Well, if Connor Haywood be third tight end, Derek Watt's your fullback, you could keep them both, potentially. So. Can't, can't I was, decide on that, those Derek Watt highlights. Well, and remember, unless something changes as of the moment, Derek White is an offensive player. That's so amazing. Get banged for our buck on that one. You could probably win bar bets. Now, I'm a bar guard, but you're probably asking that question. You know, who's your highest paid offensive player? People aren't thinking Derek White. So, yeah, I'm pressing reality as well. It's gonna, <laughs> that'll bring the mood wonder, of the room down. I wonder what the number is of how much money are we just paying Watts? <laughs> like, how much money is just going to the Watt clan at this point? Like, just. Well, it is going, wow, we can foresee J.J. Watt coming in the next year. Okay. No. He can still play. Yeah, I'd definitely take him. But no. let's stop, let's I, stop collecting brothers. Yeah. Well. That's not inherently wrong to collect brothers. Right. <laughs> uh, they just need to be also producing. Right. Well, I think- but, I, but even but- with last season being what it was and wanting more out of, out of Derek Watt last season, man, we weren't getting anything out of anybody rushing. I don't know why we would have high expectations for a fullback, as we've already discussed, when we don't use fullbacks very much in the modern NFL. How can we blame this guy for not 
you know, getting all of these touchdowns, all of these uh, <laughs> being this highlight reel guy, we don't use him that much. So we got to use him, and we got to have a line that he can run behind. So I have higher hopes that our running game overall is going to improve this season, and maybe Derek can get some more yards. And if if the Steelers were, like, on the cusp of Super Bowl contention, I'd say just go ahead and get J.J. in here. I mean, but uh, at his age, at this stage of the team's development, I no. Just what we what we'd spend in uh, walkers alone really is not <laughs> worth it. You know, I hate to call it Walker. It's dynamite. <laughs> Come on, everybody! <laughs> just thought of that one just now. Oh, JJ, and yeah, you back can, pocket for that one. <laughs> yeah, you, you can talk. Yes, we're not. You, you know, young people if you know, friendly. You know. Hashtag. Yeah. Yeah, for if you're under so forty, we apologize. <laughs> yeah, really, jeez. JJ yeah, Walker, go back and watch. Was that it. Rich? Well, he is on TV a lot now, advertising like, uh, what is it, reverse mortgages or something? Right? <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah, he's on TV all the time. There's there's ads. Yeah, if you've been out of the business for he's doing for either a medical thing or it's for right. old people. Did Tom Selleck get fired from the reverse mortgage thing? Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe. Scandal. I can't remember if it's reverse mortgage. It's probably a health insurance thing, but it's definitely for old people who would remember J.J. Walker. Has okay. he taken over the diabetes commercials from Wilford Brimley? Somebody's got to because <laughs> that guy can't do it anymore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Um, diabetes. I just <laughs> I, I hate to bring this up, but I, I think of their brothers that play on the team. Because last year, I guess uh, never, and the host was like, it, it was the day they signed Davis and Cleo Davis, like the the defense line brothers last year. And the, isn't it great they have all these brothers? I'm like, they, they've got to play. I mean, I mean, that would be like, like I hear my company that I work for likes me. Well, I, I love my brother, but. Just because the company likes how I perform, what do they have to sign my brother? Are they going to bring my brother in just to keep me happy or whatever? I mean, come on. Are you assuming that these brothers can't play? They're no, not I'm not hiring anybody just because they're a brother. They got other brothers out there. So one guy's a mortgage broker, and it's like he's not getting hired. No, we're right, talking well, about Connor Hayward just got uh. Name checked by the ESPN analyst as somebody who is a standout from from the from from mandatory practices. So, like, what? Well, pull the well. like, put that game controller down and get on the field. That's right. I'm, I'm okay with Connor Haywood. I'm just saying when you have the Davis brothers who are like practice squad at best. I mean, let's stop high fiving that we're getting brothers. I mean. I mean, it's one thing to say, "Hey, man, we love how Are Cam you feel plays." Better if they start hiring sisters, is that the is that <laughs> the thing? You, you want the equality? Second cousins, nice. No. <laughs> we're all about the hiring the second cousins. <laughs> if we ever have Big Ben on the show, and do they call other members of your family? Like, are they calling your sons going? In 15 years, we could sign you as a free agent, you know. Please Can you do. throw really well? That'd be great. Well, I'm 
sure Tom Wouldn't Brady's be against son is... it. Why would that be a bad thing? Tom Brady could have a son old let's... enough to be drafted. <laughs> if uh, if Troy Polamalu's got some family out there, let's hire him. All of them. <laughs> let's hire all of them. I all don't right. care if they're if they're Joe selling, Green to see the selling sun? hot dogs in the stands, but <laughs> let's put them on the payroll. All right. So what do you call it? Like you know, you don't you're not allowed to hire family, but the Steelers we force you to hire family. You know, like force you signing all your brothers, your yes. cousins, yes, anybody if they can't they can't the play family, right. Okay. They're all so, family. Why can't everybody else be family? <laughs> okay. So we need 10, 15, five Palmas. Oh, that would be fantastic. So At least. Before I forget, uh, let's take a break here on the Pittsburgh Silver Power Half Hour. We'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to the Pixel Show Power Half Hour on Behind. Um, uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, brothers. Steelers <laughs> have an infatuation of brothers, but the good thing is, hey, these brothers just hold out. Uh, Brooke Pryor from ESPN says, you know, Connor Hayward was this. So hopefully these brothers pop. If they pop, hey, I'll eat my hat. I'll be all wrong. I think, you know. We got hope for the best. I think we need to press uh, you on that. And, and which hat are oh, you yeah. going to eat? Specifically? Oh, yeah. I want to know. Very dangerous. Are we talking just a regular ball cap? Is this a trucker hat where the back part is mesh? <laughs> no, is I, this a sombrero? I, I think yeah, Connor yes. Hayes. Okay, rough. let me clarify. I think Connor Hayes would still be little, fine. Little, uh, little David Croc- Davy Crockett action <laughs> with the tail. I mean, when we just celebrate, like, brothers who are in the practice squad together or or brothers who got cut in training camp. I mean, come on. You know, let's don't get a little crazy. So, All right. Well, hey, let's continue on. Um, some details came out. We talked last week about Larry Ogunjobi, the Steelers' new defensive lineman, who looks good. If he stays healthy, it could be a really nice uh, pickup for the Steelers. I am seeing that... Um, Ogan Joby has a kind of a um, non guaranteed. The whole contract isn't guaranteed. Um, if he plays up to speed, if he stays healthy, he can earn up to $8 million. It's a one year contract. I don't know. I, I like the fact that, you know, they didn't guarantee everything. And 
you know, they're protected in case Ogunjobi has some injury issues. I, I think it's a smart move. I think it's pretty good. Enthusiastic thumbs up. Okay. Joe, what do you think? You think the contract is too crazy? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I'm hearing a lot of really good things about uh, about him from, I guess, some from some former teammates uh, have uh, have said some very complimentary things about him being kind of a steal for uh, for a team like the Steelers to 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 come across him and and actually get him on their team. Uh, some people who were a little sad to see him go from uh, from the from Cincinnati. Uh, so anything we can do to make Cincinnati people unhappy, I think is probably in our Go best interest. Crying a bowl of spaghetti chili. There you go. And so if, by the same token, if we can, uh, keep Joe Hayden from re-signing with, uh, Cleveland, that would also be a good thing. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dave Schofield from behind the steel curtain. One of the reasons why I wanted to bring Ogunjobi up is obviously we always want to keep an eye on the, um, the salary cap, how much room do the Steelers have? Um, Schofield, lots of math that goes into it, and um, I don't doubt uh, Dave's uh, calculations. So let's kind of look at what Dave's saying. He's estimating there's 14.3 million left as of the moment. Now, if you're playing Madden, you can go to zero on your salary cap with any problems. Schofield does mention that the Steelers have to keep some money in reserve. I mean, they can't go down to where they have a dime and Sorry, cap space. So he's estimating that right now the Steelers have like 1.2 million more that they could reasonably play with. Um, you know, so they keep some money saved for the season. Um, but there's a big question out there. TJ Watt could have his contract restructured. If he has his contract restructured, he's still going to get his money. They're not taking money away from him. The Steelers could get 17 more million. So they're not necessarily done yet. To me, I, I think the big question, number one, is how they feel about their backup running back and then possibly cornerback. I mean, you guys mentioned the possibility of Joe Hayden. Um, Joe doesn't have a home next year. I think Hayden's going to want to play somewhere. He had a strange Instagram post where he posted a picture of himself in the Browns um, you know, form of question marks. So I think he's trying to get the fans' you know, take on, you know, should he go back to the Browns? Um, I haven't heard officially that the Steelers are interested in him. Um, I think they've – I heard a report that said they were talking about him in the past tense, but if he comes back as one to play for the right money, I'm sure they would consider taking him back. I mean, it wouldn't be $8 million. I'll put it that way. Joe wants $8 million, Joe's not coming back. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Would you guys agree? Is it – if there was any more shopping the Steelers have to do – I'm thinking about backup running back, then corner, or is there any other spots you have in mind? Have we really solved our O-line issues? Yeah, that's my question. The tackle? No, no, but I don't think they have the money. Um, the guy I keep hearing mentioned, and I've never heard the Steelers had official interest in him, uh, is Eric Fisher of the Colts. He's out there. I don't. I think Eric's going to cost a little bit more than they have the, the pay right now, to be honest. Mm. And I think... Here's the other thing. I'm not crazy about Chooks, uh, Ogafor, but when you pay him $9 million, you're almost saying, okay, he's going to be our starter for now. And 
yeah, I'm not excited about that. I see the face, the face that Paul made. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think that's where it comes. When you're paying 8 to $9 million, you're saying, okay, we're giving you a start of pay. And here's the other thing. Yeah, they're not I mean, saving around some extra money to hire another one. Yeah. That's not, well, that's here's like they're doing what they're doing. Well, what also concerns me, Dan Moore played pretty good by the end of the year. But are we willing to say, I mean, right now, Dan Moore is the starting left tackle. And unless, you know, Eric Fisher comes in tomorrow, that's the starting left tackle. I mean, there's nobody else unless some, you know, guy at Stouts, you know, just really blows up that we never heard of before. Someone's brother on the practice squad. Right, right. Dan Roethlisberger, you know, Ben's big brother, you know, (laughs) might come in and play left tackle. I don't know. I'm available for the cheap. I mean, I don't I wouldn't demand a big salary. You'll take one of those $895,000 salaries? I'd be willing to go lower, too. (laughs) I'm just... I don't know if I'd be willing to go lower because those medical bills are going to rack up. (laughs) I don't think the Steelers necessarily need to freak out tackle, but they're putting a lot of faith and confidence in Dan Moore and Chooks. And they got a lot more faith and confidence than I do. But again, you know, according to Schofield, they've got $1.3 million. I mean... You're getting to the end of your bargain basement. I mean, you're pretty soon going to have to call us. We need to ask Najee and the quarterback room if they're happy with the O-line situation. I think they're happier than last year. But, you know, that's That's like saying, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is there there other people in that room? Who else is in that room? (laughs) It's just him. Najee's got his own room. He likes to put his feet up. He just has his own room. Right, but that's well. That's the other question. I mean, t- they have Benny Sell on the roster. I'm not thrilled with him. Is there a space in that room? They have Anthony McFarland. Now, now McFarland's been hurt. He's a quick guy. He's been hurt. Not saying he's a boss, but I'm not seeing anything that really overwhelms him about McFarland. And they've got two kids from college. I think I'm Mario Durant, or the last name's Durant. I can't place the first name right now. Uh, he's from Duke. They're supposedly pretty high on. But he's an undrafted free agent. So who knows? He might surprise. I'm not saying he's destined not to do anything, but he's an undrafted free agent. You know, there's room in the broom closet for those guys. Well, they could surprise. But again, I've said this and I see other writers starting to talk about this. Where do we find our D'Angelo Williams? Well, if Durant's or D'Angelo Williams, fantastic. That's great. I don't have that much confidence. It's like, the confidence I, I have in Chooks being a... Somewhere other than Duke. I mean, if we're talking a basketball team, I might be more intrigued. But... Well, uh, Duke has Daniel Jones, so look, look, look out. <laughs> I heard rumors about the Stewards maybe being interested in Daniel Jones before they made their moves. I'm like, oh, come on. I'm a big Daniel Jones guy. So, all right. I'm happy, I'm happy where we are right now. Yeah, I, I mean... TVs. I hate to say ideally, but in running back, David Johnson's still out there. Now, they don't have a ton to spend on him, but if David wants a home, I know David's had some injury issues. But, you know, as a backup, as long as Harris stays healthy, I mean, you know, if you can get a guy that's like 5, 10 carries a game, I mean, I think that would be good. So, I don't know. What's Bam Morris doing these days? (laughs) I don't know. He'll change the pace back. (laughs) Well, let's close up by talking about this. Speaking about running backs. Oh, no. 
it was very, it was very, very interesting. Um, <laughs> oh well. Um, Le'Veon Bell. I lost my train of thought for a second. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's still out there. Um, the fact that the Sewers haven't jumped He's to him or any other, you know, NFL teams is showing where, where people are at with Le'Veon Bell, which is fine. Um, you know, we all need money. Um, you know, we're willing to do stuff as long as we don't feel degraded to earn some money. And Le'Veon Bell said, hey, how about if I get into boxing? So this celebrity boxing events that they've been holding, like with Utah Tube Stars, Jake Paul, and other stuff like that, they're like, let's get two former running backs fighting that had, had played in the NFL somewhat recently. So right now, Le'Veon Bell's going to fight Adrian Peterson. I Maybe I'm too old for that, but I, I'm not a big fight fan. And if I'm a fight fan, I'd rather watch the best fight. I don't want to see two yeah. older running backs fight. I Because what does that do? I'm, I mean, I'm not into it to watch just like two hobos behind the gas station fight. <laughs> like I, I want to watch professionals do this. That's kind of fun. But I don't know. This is a little weird. And I don't. He should have gone. Not, like, I'm not wild about it. What's that? All right, one at a time. <laughs> Paul, why don't you go? Should have given it Paul the WWE or something. I think he would have that, – that's probably a better fit for him. He could just have some crazy persona and have someone script work. his outcomes. Yeah, because at least there, you know, he's not going to, like, damage himself, like, <laughs> in in the in his first outing. They're, they're going to – you know, people are there to take care of you in that situation. Uh, what so. – I, I guess my other question is, what, like, okay, when you watch a game, okay, you like the Steelers, you watch the Steelers game, sure, y- you know that's fantastic, it's great. Well, here's the other thing: what do we win? Or and when I say we, I'm talking sports fans in general. I'm not talking about Steelers fans. What are sports fans getting from Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Pearson? Like, our Steelers fans going to be looking and say, oh, I remember the good old days of Le'Veon, go Le'Veon. Or, man, I, I hate that Le'Veon left us, go, you know, Adrian. I mean, like, I, I'm not... At best, that's the scenario. People rooting against Bell and wanting to see him just clocked. That's about the right. extent of the interest. <laughs> so if Adrian... Well, unfortunately, uh, through the years, Adrian Peterson has also won himself a fair number of detractors as well with all the issues, right. the legal issues that he's had. So now we're into a hate fight <laughs> where there isn't... There, where the, the, the amount of real fans of either of these guys is going to be much smaller than the crowd who is there to watch somebody get brain damaged. Hot take that I think everyone's going to hate, I'll say it. I think Adrian Pearson can still play a little bit. I mean, if we talk about a guy who could be a number two guy that could still get some yards, I, I mean, I think Adrian could do that. Now, if you're ever in a position where you have to give it to him 30 times a game, I mean, you're screwed. I mean, you know, he's not that guy anymore. Right. But even at the end, he was playing with the Lions – and he would get, like, 10 carries for 60, 65 yards. I, I, I'm not sure if he could still do that, but he's gotten even older since then. But, man, that's at the Angel Williams guy one. 
So, I mean, come on. I, I'm not saying Adrian Peterson's a guy, but at least bring him in. I want to see how he does or something. You know, come on. What if we just take all of the NFL players in, that are still in a fair condition, you know, so no Bradshaws, but just put them all, like have a Royal Rumble, just kind of put them all in the ring and just, you know, throw Deshaun in there and just all the guys that just put Brady right in the middle of them all and just let them all go at it. I I would love to Hold see. this event, Hall of Fame weekend. <laughs> put it in an enclosure. I'm, well, I, I'm being serious. On, on I would our, on our personal podcast on the Ohioan uh, Monday. And again, subscribe to Ohioan. Only after you subscribe to Beyond Steel Curtain. But Monday, uh, we had a reporter friend of ours who covered the USFL. And I'm like, who needs a USFL? Let's have a big three. Borrow from basketball. Basketball's great. They bring these guys in. They're just after retirement. You're like, man, I want to see play again. I'd rather see Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Pearson play against each other in a big three game. That'd be interesting. You know, just have them run like seven on seven drills. Yeah, or or just like flag football games. I mean, you're not, you, you, flag you know, yeah, right. The older these guys get, they're not going to be Isn't able that to. That what play. the arena football league is. But I want legends. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if Brett Favre wants to come back and play some, you know, flag football or whatever. I mean, that, I would tune in for that. That would be great. I mean, if you had that in some way, oh, would you would you rather watch that USFL or XFL? I mean. XFL hasn't started yet. Right. Or could you imagine... I want to see what XFL is actually going to look like when we get there. Yeah, I've been playing catch with his kids. I'm sure Big Ben's not going to want to play any of her football for a while. Oh. But, man, a year or two, could you imagine Big Ben in, like, a Big 7 or Big 3? It'd be fun watching the heroes play again. It'd be great. And maybe the Big 7, instead of mixing everyone together... We could pick guy, guys from the old teams they used to play on. So, you know, you put a Sewer on Big Ben, you put a, you know, a Sewer on Troy in the backfield. Oh, I mean, memories would be great. I, I like that. You guys don't have to be sponsored by Ben Gay. Yes. <laughs> now you're being mean. What? Why you're am being I being mean. mean? There's a reason these guys retired. <laughs> We're we're getting and they the- haven't gotten sharper in the five or six <laughs> years since they've played. We're going to need Ben Gay. That age hasn't helped them. And, and for you Maybe kids, John Bell took a year off, and then he just got horrible. And for you kids out there, Ben Gay is sore muscles and everything. I, I don't want people to think it's something weird, or people think about the former Cleveland Browns running back Ben no. Gay. Icy no, hot? Should I change my joke to icy hot? Well, you know what? I almost thought, I almost thought you were recommending Ben Gay, the former Browns running back. Remember that he came from no, the Texans. I do not remember that. Oh yeah, that, ben, ben Gay was that was his for, actual name. Yeah, Ben Gay. Yeah. yeah. And kids, this these are things that when you hit a certain age, just waking up in the morning, you yes. need these icy hots and the Ben Gays. And, oh my god! Because you will pull more muscles in your sleep than when you're awake. Right. When did that start happening? I'm just sleeping. How did I pull a muscle? What is the average age of people listening to this show? I, I used to work for a TV. Do we have any uh, stats on that? Uh, I, I used to work I mean, for a TV. There's four people listening, so like we could just call them. 
<laughs> well, I, I used to work for a TV company that had a show called the Plus or Minus 60 show. I'm like, what is this about? And they're like, well, we're good if you're over 60 or under 60. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is an old person show. But, if 60 is a medium age, that's 60? rough. Oh, yeah, you're out. <laughs> if you're 60, tune out. If you're straight up 60, you hate this show. Right. This is the worst. But 61, you're fine. Yeah, 59, you're fine. 60, it's rough. Just take hey, a break for a year. You come back, it'll be great. Hey, we got close. Thanks for listening to uh, Beyond the Steel Curtains, um, Pittsburgh Steel Power Half Hour Show. Thanks for choosing to be with us. My goodness, there's a million other uh-huh. Steelers shows. There's a million other things to listen to. And we, we always appreciate you listening to us. Um, in addition to listening to us, so check out all the other podcasts on Behind the Steel Curtain. All of them. Every single one. Curtain all of them Call. Right now. Uh, Jeff's Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride. Are you on Thanks the listen. rider? Are, are you on the ride or die crew? I guess that's what uh, Jeff is. Uh, we need to think about some crew for us, like the 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 old over sixty crew. I guess after tonight's show, <laughs> that'll be like our fans. We we have to give them a name. Are you a power aide? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Is that right. terrible? That's and terrible. also, also check out Behind the Steel Curtains. Um. All the articles they have on their site, my goodness. It's like the CNN for Pittsburgh Steelers. Articles all day, uh, lots of analysis of stuff going on, and updates about uh, just day-to-day Steelers news. It's always great. All right, so I think we've uh, we've done enough for tonight. So for Paul and Joe, this is Chris. Thanks for checking us out, and have a great night, everybody. Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow